Hello and welcome to episode 777 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this evening. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Thursday, January the 18th, 2023 in the year of our, excuse me, 2024 in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. A very Merry Christmas to you. We are going to begin with St. Alphonsus Liguri's Thursday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain heaven. O Queen of Paradise, who reignest above all the choirs of angels and who art the nearest of all creatures to God, I, a miserable sinner, salute thee from this valley of tears and beseech thee to turn thy compassionate eyes towards me. For whichever side they turn, they dispense graces. See, O Mary, in how many dangers I now am and shall be as long as I live in this world, of losing my soul, of losing heaven and God. In thee, O Lady, I have placed all my hopes. I love thee and sigh to go soon to see thee and praise thee in heaven. Ah, Mary, when will be that happy day on which I shall see myself safe at thy feet and contemplate my mother who has done so much for my salvation? When shall I kiss that hand which has delivered me so many times from hell and has dispensed me so many graces when on account of my sins, I deserve to be hated and abandoned by all? My lady, in life, I have been very ungrateful to thee, but if I get to heaven, I shall no longer be ungrateful. There I shall love thee as much as I can in every moment for all eternity and shall make amends for my ingratitude by blessing and thanking thee forever. I thank God with my whole heart who gives me firm confidence in the blood of Jesus Christ and in thee and the conviction that thou wilt save me, that thou wilt deliver me from my sins, that thou wilt give me light and strength to execute the divine will and in fine, that thou wilt lead me to the gate of paradise. Thy servants have hoped for all this and not one of them was deceived. No, neither shall I be deceived. O Mary, my full confidence is that thou hast to save me. Beseech thy son Jesus, as I also beseech him, by the merits of his passion, to preserve and always increase his confidence in me, and I shall be saved. Today, friends, we're going to take a look at an article that was published yesterday, as I'm recording this, entitled St. John Chrysostom, or The Power of the Holy Words, by Robert Lazu Kimita, K-M-I-T-A, a remnant columnist from Romania. This is published at remnantnewspaper.com. It begins by saying, in one of the most valuable books dedicated to the art of meditation, religious meditations, Father Pierre Chagnon, it's spelled C-H-A-I-G-N-O-N of the Society of Jesus, who lived between 1791 and 1883, emphasizes one of the essential aspects of how a Christian can effectively change his life by drawing closer to the demands of holiness. How? Certainly not through general, vague, and noncommittal resolutions. The effectiveness of a good meditation depends on specific decisions applied with wisdom to our personal lives. Thus, Father Chignong proposes an eloquent example Let's assume you have decided, I will be patient in adversities. It is too vague a resolution and therefore sterile. Try therefore to change and narrow down this general resolution. Two means are available to you for this. You could say, I will be patient in such and such a situation. Or if I'm given some suffering to endure, I will think that it is too small compared to the hell I deserved. In one way or another, your decision will be limited and therefore very good. Transposing this principle, 
called by me the principle of concreteness, to another field, that of preaching and presenting the moral and faith teachings of the Catholic Church, we can understand what should be the characteristics of a truly beneficial exposition for those who listen. Clarity, concreteness, and a motivating tone. I recalled all of these while listening to the Sermon on Modesty in Attire delivered by a priest from the Fraternity of St. Pius X last Sunday. I assume he means the Society of St. Pius X because it's the Fraternity of St. P- the Priestly Fraternity of St. Peter and the Society of St. Pius X. Anyway, he continues by saying, The clear manner in which he spoke, the concrete examples he proposed, reminded me of the sermons of that extraordinary saint, John Chrysostom, who lived between 347 and 407. Considered a true model by St. Thomas Aquinas, his qualities as a preacher were encapsulated in the epithet golden-mouthed attributed to him. A title indicating the power of his words. In the age of lies and widespread hypocrisy, It is worth remembering the power of the true words of a preacher who did not spare his listeners. Without false modesty, he describes sin by capturing its negative essence, capable of killing the soul. If we peruse the homilies of the great Archbishop of Constantinople, we often encounter stirring words through the boldness with which he denounced the sins of those who listened to him. By what then, tell me? Am I to recognize the believer in you? While all the things I have mentioned give the contrary sentence. And why do I say the believer? Since I cannot clearly make out whether you are a man. For when you are like an ass, kicking, and like a bull, wantoning, and like a horse, neighing after women. When thou dost play the glutton like the bear, and pamper your flesh as the mule, and bear malice like the camel, when you prowl as a wolf art wrathful as a serpent, sting like a scorpion, and art crafty as a fox. Treasure the poison of wickedness like an asp or a viper, and war against your brethren like that evil demon. How shall I be able to number you with men, not seeing in you the marks of man's nature? Why, while I am seeking the difference of catechumen and believer, I come near not to find even the difference between a man and a wild beast? For what shall I call you? A wild beast? Nay, the wild beasts are possessed by some one of these defects, but you heap all together and far surpass their brutishness. Shall I then call you a devil? Nay, a devil is not a slave to the dominion of the belly, neither does he set his love on riches. When therefore you have more faults than either wild beasts or devils, how, I pray you, shall we call you a man? And if you are not to be styled a man, how shall we address you as a believer? Let us admit it. We simply are not accustomed to hearing sermons of a severity similar to the words of Jesus Christ, who called the priests of the old law whited sepulchers, Matthew 23, 27, a generation of vipers, Matthew 12, 34, or sons of their father, the devil, John 8, 44. Many who have read and continue to read such verses in the Bible probably wonder about the purpose of such harsh words after all, St. John Chrysostom does not seem too polite, does he? However, his answer comes clear as a diamond. For this cause, I also have made my language the stronger that by cutting deeper, 
I might free you from the venom of them that intoxicate you, that I might bring you back to a pure health of soul, which God grant we may all enjoy by all means and attain under the rewards laid up for these good deeds. So, the pure health of the soul, in one word, salvation. This is the reason why the great John Chrysostom used such harsh words. In another famous sermon dedicated to the sins of impurity committed through sight, the doctor of the church analyzes in detail one of the common sins of his time, looking at naked women in public baths or theaters. Without hesitation, with utmost clarity, specifying the exact place and type of sin, John Chrysostom gives us the opportunity to contemplate an earnest attack against immorality when his words become a, pro- become a cry. Flee the sea of hell and the flood of fire. I mean the pool in the theater, for this pool introduces to that sea and kindles that abyss of flame. The first element that we notice is the eschatological picture in the context of which the sermon unfolds. Hell, eternal fire, the condemnation of wicked souls. None of these terrible realities is avoided. Without showing the faithful why the mortal sin is the greatest possible evil, without making explicit references to the ultimate realities of the unseen world, no catechesis, no sermon can achieve its goal. Unperturbed, the analysis of the saint continues. Since if he that looks on a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery, Matthew 5.28, he who is forced even to see her naked, how does he not become 10,000-fold a captive? The flood in the days of Noah did not so utterly destroy the race of men as these swimming women drown all that are there with great disgrace. For as to that rain, though it wrought indeed a death of the body, yet did it repress the wickedness of the soul. But this has the contrary effect. While the bodies remain, it destroys the soul. We can imagine what a catechesis or a sermon of his would look like before believers today, when the world is globally affected by the consequences of the so-called sexual revolution. Grounding his exegesis on the teachings spoken by the Savior, Jesus Christ, as we find them in the Gospel according to Matthew, we observe the concreteness of the words of the great preacher of the church in Constantinople. Without false modesty, he describes sin by capturing its negative essence, capable of killing the soul. With expressiveness, he thus prepares the proposal for the remedy. Form then in your mind an image of that amphitheater and hate this, which is the devil's. Neither condemn the severity of my speech, for I neither forbid to marry, 1 Timothy 4.2, nor hinder your taking pleasure, but I would have this be done in chastity, not with shame and reproach and imputations without end. Resuming the entire text of St. John Chrysostom, we can imagine what a catechesis or a sermon of his would look like before believers today when the world is globally affected by the consequence of the so-called sexual revolution. Instead of a conclusion, on the one hand, let us remember that the Holy Virgin Mary revealed to the little Saint Jacinta from Fatima, who lived between 1910 and 1920, the sins that lead most souls to hell 
are the sins of the flesh. On the other hand, let us meditate on those words of the Holy Virgin transmitted to us, words that should make all Catholic believers, whether bishops, priests, monks, nuns, or lay, reflect, quote, those who serve God should not follow the fashions. The church has no fashions. Our Lord is always the same, end quote. Our Lady's words to St. Jacinta remind me of the, the Latin phrase semper idem, always the same. It was the Episcopal model of Cardinal Ottaviani. Semper idem, always the same. The importance of tradition, my friends. The importance of returning to tradition, to pre-Vatican II Catholicism, to traditional Catholicism, traditional forms of piety, praying the rosary every day, the traditional Latin mass, the divine liturgy, avoiding the Novus Ordo, traditional forms of catechesis, the Roman catechism, the catechism of St. Pius X. Uh, I recently purchased Credo, the catechism that was put out there by Bishop Schneider. We need to get back to what worked. What has gone on in the church since the 1960s did not work. It was either a miserable failure or it was an attempt by people inside the church to usurp it and undermine it from within. But whatever their intentions were ultimately in the state of their souls, just like mine and yours is known only to the Lord, we can see in hindsight that it was indeed a miserable failure. We need to get back to tradition. So let us conclude, my friends, by mentioning Helping Autism through Learning and Outreach, available on the web at halo-soma.org. That's halo-soma.org. Also, please tune into episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast for more information about RPM. RPM is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. Before my niece was about eight years old, we didn't even know her favorite color. Now we know she's a comprehensive genius who can compose music, poetry, very gifted in regards to mathematics. She even knows foreign languages. RPM has been as big of a breakthrough as sign language was for the deaf, as Braille was for the blind. But you can't use a tool unless you know about it. That's where you come in. Please get that website and those episodes of Our Lady's podcast to as many people as you know. Imagine how sad and frustrated you would be if you were unable to communicate with your family. Well, that's the reality for who knows how many thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in this world until they break through to open communication via hard work and God's grace with RPM. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Please say an Ave Maria for me and tune in again next time. Goodbye and God love you.